0: The Better Me podcast. I am your host, Jen, and just a friendly reminder I'm merely a curious girl looking for a platform to chat, learn, and dish. Not a professional therapist or claim to be an expert. Also, in every episode, I can't assure you this is at all appropriate for children. So be aware of that when starting to listen. And with that, let's work on being a Better Me. Welcome back to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen. And on today's podcast, I am going to be exploring um, the idea of men's hormones and how they shift and change. And um, I can't take credit for this particular topic. I actually received an email from a uh, gentleman named Ashley, and he suggested that I broach this subject considering I did an entire episode where John and I were talking about my changing hormones and about, you know, how women change as they get older. And um, he suggested that I do the same from the male perspective, which I found fascinating. And since I am really not... um Educated in that department. Um, I asked him if he would like to join me and talk about it, and he graciously said yes. So um, he will be joining me shortly. We are going to be talking on the phone, so hopefully, the audio is good and you will be able to understand everything. Um, And You know, I just want to say thank you. Thanks for joining me today. And also, please, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe and rate and review. It means so much to me when you do that. And I truly, truly appreciate it. I've gotten some really awesome reviews, and I'm just like astonished by how many people are following the podcast and um, how many messages I've received. I just think it's so great. Um also, if you would like to get in touch with me, you can email me at bettermepodcast at gmail.com. If you have a question, a comment, or a topic idea, um, I'm always open to that. Um, and also, you can follow me on Instagram at bettermepodcast, and you can DM me there or leave a message. I love to get messages from all of you. So Thank you so much. And we will be back shortly and we will be talking to Ashley. Thank you. Welcome back to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen and I am joined today by Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Hey, Jen. How Uh, are you? I am good. How are you? I'm
1: fantastic.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to learning about the topic of men's hormones. And um, I know that you are a wealth of knowledge um, on the subject. So I should really just have you start out by sort of introducing yourself, give everybody, you know, the rundown on Ashley. Sure. Well,
1: uh, my name is Ashley, and I reside in Dallas, Texas. Um, how I, came, how I came to um, know so much about this, honestly, is I'm not a doctor. I'm, I've never been in the medical profession. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't subscribe to be a subject matter expert. This is just me telling you, Jen, and, and your podcast listeners about my experience and, and the research uh, that I've done um, as I have endeavored to be you know, an informed patient with what this, with this whole testosterone replacement therapy thing is about. So, um, that's just me. I'm just a lay guy who, who goes and gets treatment.
0: All right. Well, great. And, um, did you want to tell them sort of like your background, like how old you are and that sort of thing?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm 42 years old, a little over six foot tall, about, about 220 ish pounds, depending on what side of the holidays we're talking on. And, uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And um, so um, I'm just a you know normal guy, pretty fit. You know? I don't go to the gym three days a week or anything like that. I would say I'm physically active in what I do. I, I run a construction business, but most of the stuff I do is talk on the phone and work on a computer. And then uh, you know, for fun, I fly airplanes. So I'm just – you know, uh, just a regular guy. I'm not a, a fitness um, model or a you know, like an aspiring bodybuilder or anything like that. I'm just a just normal, normal guy trying to avoid dad bod.
0: <laughs> Although I hear dad bod's kind of in right now, which is I not kind know of who interesting. Who, I don't. I want to know who, <laughs> who took that quiz to say yes. I want. A,
1: I want a guy with a bald spot and a. Fat belly, beer belly, and like untrimmed toenails. Like no, that's, <laughs> no. but anyway, anyway, uh, I digress.
0: All right, so we have sort of, you know, we've talked a little bit about um, kind of your journey through testosterone replacement therapy, and then maybe you can just tell people like what led you to seek answers.
1: Sure. Well. That's a that's a great um that's a great segue into this. So for me, um I'm forty two. About six or seven years ago, um I started getting uh started noticing that my sleep quality had deteriorated um pretty bad. Like I wasn't sleeping through the night, i might sleep three or four hours at a time, get up, walk around, and uh, probably the, you know, what I started to notice was I didn't have energy in the gym. I wasn't sleeping very well. I didn't have, I needed caffeine, um, pretty much throughout the day to stay conscious, um, and engaged. And, uh, like I was, I would go to sleep and I would wake up at, you know, two or three hours into sleep and I would be soaked in body sweat. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but imagine waking up. And your sheets are completely soaked like almost like you wet the bed, but from head to toe, um, get up and go get towels and lay them down and I'm like, Man, what is going on so um, that led me to asking some of my friends around about, you know, hey guys, do you need to go struggle with sleep of people that are my age? Mm-hmm. and um one of my friends said. You know, hey, you might you might want to look into. Uh, I think at the time he he was doing testosterone therapy, but it was a different kind of therapy. He was doing the cream, which we'll get into. What I know about the couple, a couple of the different uh, options. Okay. But um, I simply like I didn't know I didn't know anything about it, so um, I did some reading, and I went in. I found a local. Uh, place, a, a, like a little clinic in a strip mall that specializes in testosterone. They're, they're, it's called testosterone centers, you know, and uh, and so I called them up and said, hey, I, I don't know if I have this problem or not, but I want to find out. And they said, hey, great. Come on in. It's like 50 bucks. We'll draw your blood um, and we'll test it and then we'll let you know what we see. Okay. So... so I, I go in and get get blood drawn and and uh, surprisingly that that whole process went very smooth. So I'm like, "Golly, they do this every day." Mm-hmm. Um so I got a call back like 4 or 5 days later. And they said, "Come on in. We think we've got something for you to consider, you know." And I and I'm expecting this big sales pitch and and, you know, I I, I don't know. I I had very I had very a very narrow ideas of what I thought this would be like, and it wasn't anything like that. I go in, I talk to a physician's assistant, and they said, "Look, um, you're supposed to be your total testosterone is supposed to be in this range over here, somewhere between 600 and 900 for your age, and you don't have any other health concerns, right? You don't have any blood pressure issues. You're not on any heart medication. My diet is pretty okay." You I know, mean, I eat pizza every now and then. I mean, come don't on, don't we all? <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I, I I'm not a smoker. I don't. I, I may have a couple of drinks a week. Um, that's it. You know, no no major uh, things that could that I could be doing that would contribute to poor health. And I said, no. So, well, your testosterone is just below. Your total testosterone is just below 300, and we would really like to see you between 600 and 900. And I said, wow. So I'm at half to a third, depending on if you're looking at the bottom end of the scale or the top end of the scale, the desired range. I'm at a half to a third. Wow. And uh, they said, well, you know, what are your symptoms? I've been sweating like through the sheets every night. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, do you work out? Yeah, I can work out for about 20 minutes. That's about all the gas I have in the tank. Uh So they said, listen let's take another blood sample. Let's double check and make sure we'll show you the results and then uh, we'll come up with a plan. So they did it again, sent it off, called me back in a few days and said, all right, uh, we feel, we, we saw the exact same result, you know, back to back. Let's go ahead and start. And uh, they started me at 140 milligrams of testosterone C, which is, um, in a cottonseed oil, uh, you know, it's an injection right into the muscle of my butt, so this poor, this poor girl has, nurse has to, you know, see my derriere
2: and squeeze
1: <laughs> it, and, you know, put a shot in, you know, it's like an like an inch and a half long needle. Like, wow. Like, oh my God, this is a huge needle. It's not really that bad. Um, And then uh, they added to that a little bit of estrogen blocker because they said, hey, you know, one of the things that we see is when we start giving gentlemen, um, you know, when they start seeing a boost in their testosterone, the body, the male body will try to convert some of that free testosterone into estrogen, and we don't want that. Okay. So we're going to recommend an estrogen blocker, which comes in pill form, and we're going to provide that. And then one of the side effects uh, that we talked about, and this is an adult audience, right? I imagine. Oh yeah. Girls are, You're not listening to this, but <laughs> one of the, um, one of the frequently seen, um, side effects is testicular atrophy or shrinking of the shrinking of the testicles. Okay. Because, because, and what this is what they told me, um, you know, when when we start providing you testosterone, your body will start will will start to slow down its own production. Um and so sometimes it you know after a few years there's some atrophy there. And I said, Well I definitely don't want to see my anatomy shrink. Right. <laughs> I said, Well, we have we have um we what we do is we inject into the skin um I I couldn't tell you what it stands for, I could Google it, but... I
0: think it's like human growth hormone, right?
1: No, that's H-G-H. Oh. That's different. H-C-G. Um, this <laughs> is a, um, I could Google it real quick, but basically what it is, is it, they just inject it into the skin, not into the muscle, and what it does is it's supposed to stimulate natural testosterone production. So basically I've got them giving me a drug that helps me produce testosterone. They're giving me a. They're giving me an external source of testosterone, and they're providing me with an estrogen blocker, and that's a weekly protocol. It was, um, it was like, one, two, three every week, and I, I gotta say, like I was, um, I was a little scared to start this mm-hmm. because they also said if you do this, it's going to reduce, um, your sperm count and your sperm quality. And at that point in my life, I'm not wanting to have kids. So okay. maybe that, maybe that's a bonus. Uh, but they said, if you change your mind, you can, you know, you can come off the testosterone and that, and you should see a rebound, but we can't guarantee it. You know, these are all the disclaimers that they, they try to give you, sure. um, to, you know, to warn you, um, you know, about some of the side effects. So I've been doing this and what's interesting is they'll, you know, um, the shots, you go in and get a shot and it'll, what they tell me is that the drug will last seven to 10 days and you're getting a shot every week. So the, you know, the, the testosterone release on the first shot, by the time you get the second one, you know, it's winding down by the time the second one gets in. And so, um, you know, I go into a clinic, I don't do it myself. Um, I don't do it from home. I don't buy, you know, I don't buy it illicitly on the black market or anything like that. Right. Um,
0: Which, I mean, maybe we can talk about, like, what the dangers are of doing something like that, you know, buying it that way.
1: One one of the things that, that came up really early on when I told a couple of my friends about it, like, hey, I'm going to start testosterone, like, oh my gosh, man, it's going to give you a stroke, you're going to have, you know, it's going to shrink your nuts, and you're going to get a stroke, and you're going to have high blood pressure, and, you know, the, the people at the clinic said, listen, you know, we know that if you, we, we have seen that if you dose testosterone in huge doses, like performance-enhancing doses, um, one of the negative side effects, that men see well even if they dose any amount of testosterone they see blood thickening Mm -hmm. Um, in my clinic the the phrase the the word they use is hermaticrit that your hermaticrit level goes up the the viscosity of the blood your your blood is your bones are producing more blood it's signaling to your body we need more blood Mm -hmm. and it and you by having more volume in your body it increases um blood pressure, and you know, has some potentially negative side effects. So, what they said is, you know, we're going to draw blood every few months, we're going to keep an eye on that blood thickening test, and if your blood gets above a certain thickness, which about 50% of patients it happens, then the remedy is a phlebotomy. You just have blood drawn, and that takes the pressure off, and if that doesn't seem to be working, then we'll you know, phase you out, phase you away from the testosterone and, you know, that it's not safe for you, but we're, we're going to make sure that you, if if we can help it, we're going to make sure you don't get hurt by this.
0: So it's so super I, important to find a clinic that this is like their specialty. My,
1: my totally uh, amateur opinion on that is 100% agree. I don't, um, Certainly, your regular, you know, a gentleman's regular doctor could could be well versed um, in this speciality, but I'm not. I'm not convinced that that it actually works that way. Like most of the time, a guy will go in, he'll see the doctor, and he'll see he'll see the doctor for three or four minutes, and the doctor's gone. Right. And I I do believe in specialization. I think that clinics that know how this stuff works and do it every day because you got to imagine you're not going to go to your regular doctor every week for a shot right so in in from what i understand testosterone is a controlled substance like it's really you got to be careful with it it's 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 considered um something that that the usda doesn't want uh or the FDA or whatever they don't want they don't want this stuff just in people's refrigerators sure understand um, because, because it's abused it's abused by people who are seeking you know uh, you know to do bodybuilding and stuff like that so I 100% agree if a gentleman is is um, gonna seek out treatment you really have one of three methods for delivery you can do weekly injections which are not terribly convenient I'll I'll totally give you that mm-hmm or you have, you can have, um, you can go to a doctor's office and have a minor surgical procedure, and they'll place underneath the skin or in the skin like a pellet that's supposed to dissolve over time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you can get a prescription for a skin, a topical cream. Okay. And so, you know, those are the three options, and, and you so have to, you have to be willing to, to decide: Can you deal with the inconvenience of go and get shots? Can you deal with? The daily routine of putting on, you know, a dosed amount of cream and then not touching your wife or touching your kids or, some, you know, washing your hands or whatever the protocol is for that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So that, the more. cream you have to put on daily, and how long does that pellet under the skin last?
1: I couldn't tell you because I didn't pursue that, but I want to say it was somewhere around six months. Okay. Uh, it was it, it was, you know, more than weekly for sure. It would have been so much more convenient. But here was my thinking about this, Jen. From my experience being a patient, they started me at 140 milligrams of testosterone and I think like 500 IU of HCG and then uh, like a pill of the Arimidex. And then then they would test me about a month or two months later to see where I was at. And if I wasn't high enough or, or I, if that didn't work, then they would all right, we bumped it up to 180, right. and they would, then, then they would test me a few months out. Then they would bump me up to 200 if that wasn't enough. So they they weren't – they couldn't tell – they couldn't predict reliably based on my size and weight and body mass or anything like that. They couldn't say, well, we know exactly how many milligrams to give you to get you where you want to go. It is a very – there's a feedback loop associated with that, and it takes time for – a body to process it and respond to it and to kind of normalize after you've had a change. Um, So I'm not sure that dropping in a pellet is really um, flexible enough.
0: Right. Do you know know what I mean? Well, and I would assume, too, that a lot of men would get a little lazy with that and possibly not go in for their testing, you know, for the other things that are going
1: on for
0: six months. Yep
1: sure well speaking of some of the other things that go on at at the testosterone um, center that I go to when they um, about every other uh, time that they draw blood they they instruct me to come in having fasted that day so you know no coffee no no breakfast you know no donuts no leftover pizza
0: those bastards you know, <laughs>
1: it's, you know no it's coffee like, <laughs> no, nothing. You know, it's like come in here, come in here with a bottle of water. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm there when the door opens. Trust oh, me. Oh, I bet. And, and um. So, <laughs> um, the, the, when they draw the blood for that, mm-hmm. they're also getting information about cholesterol and liver function and some other things. Sure. So. I really do feel like I'm getting more than just my basic testosterone, estrogen, and, you know, free testosterone, total testosterone and estrogen levels. They're looking at other things sure. as well. And, you know, they, they won't tell me because it's, you know, because of HIPAA violation or whatever, but they've said, hey, we've told people your your PSA velocity, that indicator that tells tells doctors that men are could be possibly uh, on the verge of having a prostate cancer issue like they've they've advised clients to go get that don't go, go, to, go to the urologist or whoever it is they go to to get that checked because they're noticing something that needs to be uh, that needs attention so um i feel like I'm, they're getting a look under the hood more often than i would if i was just getting an annual physical
0: absolutely uh, yeah
1: which is a which is a good thing which is a good thing so let me tell you real quick what happened when i started Okay, great. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> right a, right away, I want to say within two weeks, instead of going to the gym and leaving exhausted, not being able to get through a weightlifting session, you know, even a basic weightlifting session, like 20, 25 minutes on a toast, mm-hmm. I want to say it was by week three or week four, I could go into that gym and work out for an hour and a half and feel. Like, like the Hulk. Wow. Like, Hulk smash. <laughs>
0: and I don't
1: mean, I don't mean like angry. I mean, like, I can lift weights. I have energy. Right. Um, I saw, I saw muscle increase. I saw, um, you know, some saw, saw body fat start to melt off. Yeah, you know, probably because I could work out more. But, I saw my that sleep problem, sweating through the sheets, that disappeared. That disappeared almost within days. Wow! Of the first shot, so that was clearly what was going on was was I was experiencing something, and my body was you know, not able to regulate its temperature or something. But it was bad. Yeah. After that, I had strength, I had stamina, and oh, by the way, the libido. <laughs>
0: I was going to ask about that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that um, that that went up too. Um,
0: so, did you feel like that was sort of an indicator too of like your that was one of your symptoms prior? That you know, I, I, w- I would love to tell you that I could
1: that that a, a declining libido was was the canary in the coal mine for me, but it really wasn't. Okay, what it was was the sweating through the sheets. Mentally, just on a personal note, mentally. Um, you know, my libido, I never felt like my libido was low, but after I started getting the testosterone treatment, it was like, um, it was harder to hold back that beast, Okay, you know, like, uh, it, it, you know, it, it just, it just got turned up. And as my friend, I have a friend for my friend, Forrest, who's just so wise, he said to me, you know, you never... Really know how sick you are until you get well. So true. And so, uh, in in that in this case, I can say that was a hundred percent what I was experiencing. That was I, I had no idea really what my life would have been like until I got testosterone therapy. I don't know how long it was low. Right, it could have been low for a decade. I don't know. So, um, you know, before I had the testosterone therapy, I thought my libido was pretty healthy. It definitely, you know, definitely stepped up, but, um, you know, I was able to do more around the house and, and go to the gym more often and and get, get a better night's sleep. Everything improved. Um, so that, that was my journey and it took a little while to get there because they had to ramp up. You know, they didn't want to just go in and give me a huge dose all of a sudden and shock my body, right. and give me too much because with testosterone, too much is a bad thing. Um, so the, the the place where the place where I did, you know, got my therapy and still do, you know, they're very they're, they're very careful about that. Um, so that's again where I think going to a going to a place that specializes in this. You know, ask him, Ask the kind of questions. You know, is this a, a what range do you want to put me in, and how how do you plan on getting me there, and how often do you test as we're as we're figuring out what works for me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a big. You know, forty two years old. I don't feel forty two.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Do you? Um. So do you think that sort of? I mean. For women, I would say there is a certain stigma that comes with, you know, as you get older and you go through like hormonal changes and you think about, you know, what you need to do as far as your hormones are concerned. Do you feel like, you know, there was a stigma there for you that maybe like held you back from that in the beginning? Or do you feel like, you know, other men are maybe held back from seeking, you know, treatment because of a stigma?
1: Oh, absolutely. I can tell you that, um, in, in my experience, when I, when I found out that, um, that my testosterone was low, I told a friend of mine, um, who's a police officer. And, uh, I told my friend Jesse, I said, you know, I found out about this and, you know, I just don't really know if I want to pursue it. You know, if I want to get on this cause it's expensive and, you know, going to get shots every week. And he, he looked at me and he kind of he kind of curled his lip and he said, "Are you crazy? Go get that fixed tomorrow."
0: Right. You're going yeah. to feel amazing. Yeah. And he was and he wasn't wrong. I
1: I think there was some shame associated with that and there was some confusion associated with that and I just needed a, you know, I just needed somebody to tell me like, "No, you deserve to feel
0: normal." Right. And Being tired all the time and sweating through your sheets and all that, that's not normal. Right. Um,
1: So fixing that, you know, for women, you and I spoke about this offline before the podcast. Women are used to talking about hormones because you have a cycle every month. Your hormones fluctuate no (laughs) matter
0: what. Right, right. (laughs) Well, there is a stigma that comes, though, as you get older.
1: You know? there, there is, but men don't talk about this. Like right. testosterone is somehow tied to manhood and sure um, and, and things like that. Um, all I can say is, you know, this is about just getting men in getting men and their hormones into a healthy
0: range. Right. Um, and would you say that um, it, it's more for men who are getting older, or I mean, are there a lot of younger men who? possibly you know could use this treatment too that's a great
1: question and i'm probably not qualified to answer that except to just say i have referred friends of mine that are in their early 30s okay a couple of my friends got tested and they said no you're fine no big deal your testosterone is where it needs to be and then a couple of my friends got tested and they said no no you're you know your levels are in a place where we can definitely correct that so I think that if there was you know if there was a message I could send out to the male population, it's if you're if you're experiencing any symptoms that that sound like what I'm telling you, you know poor sleep quality, uh, declining energy level, not being able to go to the gym and lift and do the things you would expect to be able to do. It's not very much money to go get it looked at. This this should really be something that getting getting hormones checked should be something that should probably start looking at in mid twenties to, to late twenties, maybe once every couple of years. what the cost? Ninety bucks. Mm-hmm. You know? Even if you go get a physical every year or two years, say, Hey, by the way, can you can look at my testo- my total testosterone, free testosterone and estrogen and just tell me where my hormones are? Because I tell you, if I could go back and talk to me in my twenties, I'd have, I'd have probably said, Hey, go get that tested because, you know, I think it was
0: something that was undiscovered for a long time. Okay. And do you, I, this is like a question that I'm just thinking from myself, because when I think of testosterone, I associate like, uh, overproduction of testosterone or like too much testosterone with, um, like being angry or violent is that like a side effect or
1: that's a very good that's a that's a great question I would say that um in my own I can only speak from my own experience but I certainly did feel an uptick in just in that same like I would describe the libido thing like the 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 sexual desire was, was mentally there but but when I, when the when the testosterone replacement therapy started and really kicked in, like I could, I could feel more sexual energy and maybe my filter to be able to suppress that, you know, got diminished or something. Uh, that's how I would describe it. Like
0: okay. My ability, my ability to hold back the, you know, hold back the, the wild horses,
1: you know, <laughs> it <laughs> got diminished but it, the same thing with the aggression i could definitely feel for the first few months a, a mild adjustment to my temperament um and i think that uh, i i want i was cognizant of it i like trying to not gonna let my emotions and my, my hormones get the best of me um so there were a couple of times you know i'd get get pretty mad or feel that road rage coming on and mm-hmm. but you know I think if you know that that's if you know what your normal temperament is as a, as a man if you know what your normal temperament is you know you know you can't go around set, you know settling disputes by punching people in the face <laughs> right. uh, you know you, you know you know when that heat is coming on like I know when my body gets warmed up and, and I can feel my blood start to pump and yeah, there was a little bit more of that. Okay, I'll, I'll 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 totally be open about that. It wasn't, it didn't make me a rageaholic though. Like I didn't I didn't have to go buy a bunch of drywalls like patch holes in my in my,
0: in my walls. You know? Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you beating anybody up. No, no. <laughs> um,
1: you know, but getting a punch but going to the gym, I think helped also. You know, burn up some of that. Uh, some of that energy. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you have a short fuse, you're going to have a short fuse no matter what.
0: Mm.
1: And I've, I've always had a pretty pretty easy temperament.
0: Okay. Uh, and then could I just ask you if you're comfortable talking about like what kind of a like price range you're talking? Like maybe. Oh, yeah. Month yeah I'll totally, or...
1: totally disclose that. So it's been uh, when I first started, it was. You know, like twenty-five or fifty bucks to get the initial test, and the place where I go, they were they were running a, a promotional special at the time, and they said, "Hey, you know, if you spend fifty bucks on a test, we'll apply that to your first month's um, testosterone therapy." Now, um, people that have really, really good health insurance, like all they have to do is pay a pay a copay, you know, twenty or twenty-five bucks or something like that. Okay. If if you're like me and your deductible is, you know. Uh, yeah. enough to buy a, a brand new car. Mm-hmm. Um, I just paid out of pocket. Um, so I paid, I paid 300 bucks a month and that just gets, you know, debited out of my account. And, um, and I figured that, you know, it's just an investment in my health. Sure. So, so, yeah,
0: so it that, could be covered by insurance for some people.
1: Uh, if you have insurance and, uh, you know your your insurance plan is good enough. Certainly, uh, there's most most people uh, get coverage for that. I just my deductible is so big.
0: Okay. Excellent. Well, I mean, this has been like so informative. I think this is well. You know,
1: uh, great I also mention um, to, most of these testosterone places. They also have female patients. So, oh yeah. I'm not as, I'm not, I'm certainly not a subject matter expert when it comes to female hormone replacement therapy, but you know, they, they, I know they do offer that. And some of those places, they also offer like B12 injections and mm-hmm. you know some other, some other supplemental things. So, um, you know, when ladies get to a certain age, you know, their testosterone starts to decline as well. Right. Um, there's no reason why you can't look at injections versus a chip versus cream as an option to, uh, to make corrections to, uh, you know, to, t- to, uh, hormone levels. So, um, I-, I would trust that place because that's, that's their specialty, um, you know, to a, to a lady who's also a- asking about, uh, replacement therapy.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, I know too, that even just if you go to like your OBGYN, you know, a lot of times they are, more than willing to you know draw blood and get your levels figured out you know probably much more common for you know because men don't really have that same kind of a doctor that they see every year but
1: yeah ladies have the lady doctor
0: yes Men
1: don't really have the guy doctor right so
0: well um... what's frightening and i mean this is like a little bit of a personal story but I was telling my OB last time I was there that, you know, I definitely have noticed a difference in my um, emotions. And I told him, you know, like, I get sad much more often than I ever used to. And, um, you know, I I find myself down much more often than I used to. And he said, um, would you like an antidepressant? And I thought, what a shitty answer. (laughs) like no i don't need an antidepressant like i i i thought that was the strangest
1: that'll make you feel better yeah
0: here's
1: here's some here's a methamphetamine diet pill that'll make you feel better and you won't you won't be depressed you'll have some energy
0: i thought Um, that was the most ridiculous response
1: yeah um i would have to agree with you uh (laughs) i don't think i don't think that that's I don't think that's really trying. That's really doing you a, a, a service. And this is again, I think another reason to go see a specialist who knows um, hormones yes. better than an OB or a, a, a regular doctor. And, and look, they just don't have the facility. They don't have the bandwidth to have you come in every week and get a shot. Like, right? They don't even know. They wouldn't even know how to do that. So you would end up having to accept one of the other. You know, one of the other remedies, like the cream or the chip, because you don't—they don't have to see you for a while,
0: right? Um, Right. So, yeah, I just think you know you can't you can't give in to just putting on a band aid.
1: Oh no! If you have a if you have a and 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 let me tell you, uh, my journey has not been one hundred percent smooth sailing as as I've gotten a little bit older and. Um, you know, lifestyle changes and not being able to go to the gym as often, and you know, during different parts of the year, uh, like I needed more testosterone or less testosterone, and so there's been times where I didn't feel quite right. Even recently, I said, you know, I, there is something wrong. Like I'm not the last couple or three weeks, I haven't felt the same. Can y'all draw blood and see what's going on? And literally had a conversation with. Uh, the PA yesterday about no your testosterone is looking good your estrogen looks a little bit low so we might tweak uh, you know tweak that part of the protocol but you know everything's, everything other than that looks fine so I, for you and for anybody you know when you start to notice something you know, even if even if that's not the problem you've eliminated that as a possibility
0: right well you uh, have to be your own advocate
1: I have, I have, uh, I feel like I have really taken taken, uh, control over the quality of life that I have because I've read about this stuff. I've talked with them extensively. And sometimes they come at me and they say, you know, we're thinking maybe we can adjust it a little bit or a lot. What do you think? Well, you know, because I know a little bit about it, I've said, no, I think we ought to just do this how do you feel about that yep sounds good to us you know you, you, the more that a patient whether it's eye care heart care cardiovascular care diet whatever the more a patient knows about the subject the better the better they can do and no one will, no one will care about your health more than you
0: so true
1: so putting a band-aid or putting a you know putting a happy pill on you <laughs> I don't that, that would that would make me upset if, if my doctor said here here's a happy pill you'll feel better
0: just crazy.
1: Yeah. So hopefully you get on top of that and figure out what's going on. Oh uh, yeah,
0: for sure. I'm working on it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Go go make that appointment and get the get those levels checked. So. Yeah. Um Well, I
0: have I have enjoyed this conversation. Do you have any other questions for me? Yeah. I I don't think so. I think you really I mean, you answered some great questions and I think this is going to be just super informative for a lot of people. So well, let, me,
1: let me just wrap up with this. I'm not a doctor. Right. Nice. Not, not in the medical. I know I said this in the. Neither beginning, am but I. But he t- tunes in the, in the middle. I'm not in the medical profession. I I don't. You know, I'm not looking to sell anything like this. I'm just telling people about what my journey was and trying to hopefully hopefully dissolve some of the stigma associated with it. Like, if, um, I wish that I had come to it sooner. And I think if I had heard from somebody, somebody else's journey that they had been, they had gone through, I, I might have addressed this at an earlier date. So, you know, there are good remedies, there are good, good doctors out there and, and, uh, go, go out there and have a conversation about your health, but I'm not a doctor. I can't make any recommendations, you know, go, go see, go see somebody that is.
0: Correct. Well, I mean, I just, I really appreciate how open you've been and I appreciate all of your information. And I'm sure that everyone else will as well. So I just want to say thank you so much for reaching out to me and thanks for taking the time to have this conversation.
1: Well, thanks, Jen. I am a fan of the show. Oh, thank you. You know, listening to you and and your husband and and the other. The other guests on it, and I thought, you know, um, I wonder if they want to have a conversation about this. So, thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And I just want to say thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in today. And if you have any questions, um, you can email me at bettermepodcast at gmail You can also DM me on Instagram at bettermepodcast. podcast. If you have any questions for Ashley, let me know, and I will pass them on and I'll let you know what he comes up with for you. Um, But until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you, Ashley. All right. Take care.